This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Time can feel like it's in short supply. Between work, family, and friends, there's very little time left just for you. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? What's important to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It's a great way to increase self-awareness, build a greater sense of purpose, deal with overthinking, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash be here now today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash be here now. This is Chris Grosso with the Indie Spirituals Podcast on the Be Here Now Network. My guest today is a new friend of mine, Rosie Mercado. Rosie, thank you so much for taking the time to be with me. I know you're super busy. Oh, thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. It's so crazy how we connected. It's crazy. Like everything happens for a reason. So I just appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And we'll talk about that because what a special you know, way we came together. And I think that's worth sharing amongst a lot of really, um, I think, important, fun and engaging other topics we'll explore. But before we get to all of that, I'd like to let our listeners who aren't familiar with you uh, know a bit about yourself. Um, So I'm going to read your bio here. Television star Rosie Mercado is capturing hearts and imaginations across the globe with her compelling story, electric persona and breathtaking beauty. She's an expert life coach on a powerful new talk show called Face the Truth, produced by Dr. Phil and Jay McGraw's Stage 29 Productions. Face the Truth is a traditional talk show that deals with conflict and provides people with a usable takeaway. A proud bilingual Latina, Rosie is a true crossover star who who also guest hosts and is a correspondent on leading Spanish language networks, Telemundo and Univision, as well as on the Emmy Award-winning Dr. Phil Show and The Doctors. In fall of 2019, Rosie's story will be told to a worldwide audience through the publication of her memoir in both English and Spanish by Harper One and Harper Espanol. The journey of her 240-pound weight loss and life transformation into a prominent voice for women's empowerment has been featured in leading media such as Cosmopolitan, People, Tiempo, Daily Mail, and the New York Post. She sees her calling as advocating for people who are marginalized, transforming societal norms so that we all are valued and accepted. Um... I've got to tell you, Rosie, you are in the right place at the right time for that. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) What a time to now. (laughs) Yeah. And the last thing I just wanted to say uh, from your bio, named one of the top six Latinas you should know by Univision and Latina magazine, Rosie is an uh, exciting new star. And I also want listeners to know you can learn more about Rosie, her appearances at rosiemercado.com. 
Uh, if you're checking this out on the Be Here Now network, just simply scroll down. We'll have that linked for you, as well as links uh, to Rosie's book, which, uh, what's the publication date on that, Rosie? Um, you know what? I don't have the publication date, but I know sure. it's coming out soon, which I'm excited. And I, the the name of the book is called The Girl with the Self-Esteem Issues. Oh, so I it. <laughs> it's going to be it's just one of those journeys that it's like raw, real and relevant. And like it's been it's been such a blessing to just to open up and be authentic and just call my shit out as it is, ah. as it was <laughs> and own it and be human and not care. Because, I mean, I've gotten those like. <gasps> Like, did she just say that? Did she really just go through that? Is she not embarrassed to say that? Yeah. And no, I think there's so many of us that hide out for so many years, afraid of just speaking up and just saying, damn, you know, I, I did this or this happened to me or I made a bad decision. And, you know, yeah. it's OK. It's a lesson. It's, it's yeah. I'm only human and it's a lesson that I'm growing from. Absolutely. Well, I can't wait to read it. Um, But it is, I'm guessing, available for pre-order since it's coming out this year. Yeah, yeah it will be available. Awesome. So uh, we'll make sure we have that linked as well. So listeners, you can scroll down and see the link um, to wherever that book is. I'm sure you can basically buy it everywhere. So that's wonderful. Uh, so Rosie, everything you just said, I love it. I resonate deeply with it. Um, that's why I said I'm so excited to have you on the show. Um, the way I, I typically do start my shows is um, I like guests to give our listeners a little background just about yourself. I know your bio covers a lot of your accomplishments, which are fantastic. Um, but I wanted to know a little bit about Rosie. You know, what what led you to who you are as Rosie Mercado today? And you can uh, go anywhere you want with that. Yeah, I think I'm thankful for my failures. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, all those yeah. failures were like tough lessons. I got some thick skin, boy. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> Being divorced, being married, being divorced, being married, being divorced, being married um, so many times and um, having men that were in my life that were unfaithful and me wanting to be whatever I needed to be to have that relationship taught me so much. Um, having three kids, being a single mom for so long, uh, you know, failing at business and, and, and figuring out what was next and looking always for that window and, you know, hitting rock bottom and losing absolutely everything, you know, yeah. and getting really sick. Um, to the point of almost passing away. Um, there's just been so many, there's been so many downfalls, um, in my life that w whether I created them or just life happening, um, had me, have made me a strong woman and it has made me a strong woman, but more than anything has taught me, um, to look at every situation and what can I learn? What's nice. next? Um, how do I figure this out? And it's really, it's, you know, it's, it's like a game. It's like, okay, well, this is happening. I don't like it. I acknowledge it. Um, but I got to keep going and just having that strength to keep going and pulling myself, you know, it, something has to happen. Like the light's always going to be at the end of the tunnel and having that mental perspective and also being Latina, my culture, my culture has played something huge in, in my life because of the values and the lessons that my parents have taught me and feeling like I was the only black sheep in the family being divorced and um, going, you know, what gaining weight throughout my divorce is like every single time I got divorced, it seemed like I put in another hundred pounds. So sure. maximum weight that I got to was 420 pounds. So, wow. and then people be mean. I mean, people constantly oh, yeah. criticizing me and just looking at me. I remember people taking pictures of my hips and my thighs and pointing at me and people, you hear the laughs and you just start ignoring it and you want to go out less and less. And oh, then your yeah. kids start, you know, they start making fun of your kids. Um, because they have the fat mom and like, there's just been so many, but I really, you know, attribute my success because all the, 
all the strong, painful lessons that I've had in my life. And that's given me something to, you know, not only prove because it went above and beyond proving people wrong, but just having that hunger of like, I have to make it like I have to make it for me just yeah. because I need that sanity. I, I want to know that I'm capable of doing this. Yeah. I mean, I, again, it's like we're so simpatico. I know we're very different people and have different backgrounds, but um, I couldn't relate to that more. As you were speaking, uh, a couple of things came up for me. One, uh, Pema Trojan put out a book not that long ago. I love the title. Um, and somebody actually let me know a few weeks ago because I posted it um, that it's actually someone else's wording and I forgot who so I apologize to not give credit where credit's due but Pema's book was called fail fail again fail better and um, you know that to me was just like yes absolutely and and I thought of that while you were just you know sharing because as I look back in my life as well nearly dying um, so much going on struggles with weight um, a lot of various health issues but they have always helped me uh, become stronger and and grow. And my dad, I remember, uh, gave me an article once called The Bounce. And I forgot who wrote it, but it was at one of the times I was in rehab. And it's about when you hit that bottom, you have this opportunity to bounce back even higher. You know, you get this opportunity yeah. to, to learn and grow. And, and, you know, of course, different scenarios for us, but um, same in the in the way that it's life and the last thing i wanted to say when you were talking about your looks um and we'll talk more about weight because that's something i've struggled with my whole life and um selfishly i would love to talk to you and i'm, I'm sure a lot of listeners would be interested but a quick funny story for listeners was we met uh not that long ago in phoenix we both presented at our mutual friend and just incredibly I, I don't even know, uh, you know, the proper words to do justice to how amazing this man is. But Panash Desai, um, who hosted uh, what was called the Global Gathering Conference. And what um, my first memory, you know, so we're standing in line to check in, um, my fiance and I. And I don't remember if you and uh, it, it's your husband, correct? That was yeah, it was my husband. Yeah, yeah. I loved him. I uh, was Bill or uh, maybe uh, Gilbert. Gilbert. Okay. Sorry. And I don't know if we should say that <laughs> okay. on air, uh, but I loved <laughs> him. He was so much fun. So anyways, we're standing in line and again, you were somewhere behind us and I'm checking in and my fiance Lacey taps me on the shoulder and she goes, I, I forgot verbatim, but like, she's like, really calmly, just look behind you. The most beautiful woman is standing there. And oh, so that's sweet. <laughs> she, oh, yeah. I mean, just like we both have an appreciation, you know, beauty is beauty. But she was absolutely awestruck when she saw you. And then when we were sitting next to you later in the opening ceremonies, um, you know, and of course, I thought you were beautiful, too. But, you know, she was just so like taken aback with how gorgeous you were. And, and you were, you know, you were in jeans and T-shirt. You were just checking in you weren't all dolled up you were rosy and and just you looked so incredible and and you know she was right you did but that made me laugh um and I didn't say hi yet because you know when you're checking into events you want to get settled but um you know I knew it was you and and then just by strange no not strange the universe you know just kind of had to sit together and then we had that dinner together and um and right away within a few minutes I felt that heart connection with you and I'm so grateful yeah. for that you know, I, I thank you. I'm yeah. I'm I'm so grateful. I think you know I really am a believer that everything happens in the right time and for the right reason. Yeah. And and your energetic level attracts 
Aww. you know, the right people into your life. So people pay attention yeah. to the energy you're putting, like take responsibility for your energy because right. look around the people that you're attracting into your life. That says a lot about your energy. So like yeah. that, you start pointing the finger towards you and not outside. Right. So if you like the people that are surrounding you, change your energetic level. And by changing it, I really go inside and figure out what are you feeling? What are you setting out? And trust me, when you start paying attention and you become more sort of, you become more spontaneous, you know, more grateful, that yes. energy starts changing. And it's like you connect with them, amazing human people, you know, human beings, just like it connected with you. And then this opportunity presents itself where we have the same vision of wanting to create impact in different ways, but yet the same vision, the same values, and you come together for the right reason, for the right timing, right. and then a great friendship develops. So it's it's yeah. a beautiful thing. That's what I love. And I've said for years to people, um, you know, because the title of my first book is Indie Spiritualist. And um, people, you know, look at the cover and read my words and they look at me and, you know, we met. You saw I'm very heavily tattooed. I have some piercings and and whatever. So a lot of people, the running joke between my fiance and I, we live in a town called West Hartford, which is um, a bit of a affluent area of Connecticut. Not that we are rich by any means, but I go jogging or or was jogging i'll get to that later um but she'd always make a joke you know like don't run too fast because you know you don't want the cops like thinking anything's up because you know we stick out like a sore thumb but i share that because to me i don't care what someone looks like on the outside you know as long i what's going on in your heart essentially that's that's where i want to meet you at that energetic level you know what are your passions what do you believe in are you doing good things in this world which we both very much are again in different ways but like i feel like our message is so uh, simpatico it's just so in line um I, i love that so Something you know, mentioning running, uh, there's a bunch of things uh, that I want to talk to you about today. Uh, one of them you mentioned, you know, with the weight gaining and um, and that's something I know that you've talked a lot about. Um, and I guess I'll just start there because uh, it's something that I'm actually currently going through myself. Um, and I know self-esteem is another issue um, that we were going to chat about. So we could probably tie the two together. But just very quickly. So over the last like three or so months, I've been having this back pain and um, it's gotten to the point where uh, part of my integral daily well-being, aside from meditation and um, eating right, you know, just taking the right supplements, etc., is exercise and especially running. I love running. And this back pain has gotten to the point where it I can't do any of that. Um, it's I've had every test done and every you know blood work and x-rays and CT scans and I finally just started physical therapy so I'm hoping that helps I'm sharing that because since I've not been able to work out um, I used to be quite obese I weighed 300 pounds myself um, I, I was you know just not taking care of myself uh, didn't care but then you know I got sober and I cared and and I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I want to be well integrally. So exercise became part of that. And that was important because I have a very slow metabolism. Um, and I do everything I can to help keep that boosted. But it just, it's slow. So I haven't been running. Um, I've been eating as healthy as I can. Yes, I have treats now and then. But I've put on, honestly, like about probably 30 pounds. And I have gone for the first time in... 15 20 years um i got as small as a size medium in a shirt but i typically wear a large 
but I had to order uh, some extra large shirts and hoodies and bigger pants because I'm at that place right now where until we figure this back thing out, I am bigger. And that's been very difficult for me, one, with the self-esteem issue because, you know, I I don't feel good like this. Um, but my fiance yeah. pointed out, it's this is a good opportunity for you to get comfortable in your own skin and I feel like a fraud because at the same time, that's what I'm ta- I'm teaching people. Like you're uniquely you, you're imperfectly perfect. Love yourself, embrace who you are. Um, so, you know, I, I've been struggling with that and I would love to hear. And I, yeah, please jump I, in. I, I, you know what, Chris, I, I think it's something that I think that I think just like any other human being. And I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to this. Yeah. I think we have good days and I think we have bad days. Mm. And I think there's days that we love it. love ourselves. And then there's other days that you find something, there's always something that you find something, you know, wrong with you sure. or you start nitpicking. But I think if we go back to gratitude and mm. our relationship, I mean, for us, because you and I come from the same, you know, same background of, you know, weight gain and our relationship with food and, yeah. you know, having some for dealing with some form of addiction. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and my relationship with food was always, and I go up where I gain 20 pounds, I lose 20 pounds. Yes. I'm like focused. Yeah. I'm like, oh, sometimes I feel like working out and sometimes I honestly, I don't feel like working out. Yeah. And it's a constant, um, it's a constant relationship where I'm like valued and where's my mind where's my soul like where what am i feeling why am i feeling this yeah um but i you know i think i think your fiance did bring something good like you have to embrace where you are in your journey Mm. because these moments where you feel like okay i've gained weight i don't want to go back but i've gained weight and i'm here now it's like what can i be grateful for number one of course and this gives you like so much compassion towards others because like I can tell you, like I, I, my lowest weight, like right now I weigh 200 pounds yeah. and for a woman to say she weighs 200 pounds, yeah. you know, I was 420. That's like still a big number. So people look at me like, yo, you got to lose weight. Well, hold on. Like if I'm <laughs> happy right now, like that's, that's, you know, that's none of your business. Like yeah. that's, I, you know, it, it goes there, but my smallest weight, I was 175 pounds. Yeah. I put on 25 pounds and I could tell you that my diet back then and what it what I had to do to maintain 175 pounds was really rough and I was really unhappy. Yeah. And yeah. and putting on 25 pounds, it was very visible. Like people saw that I gained weight. Mm. Um, and it was a point where I'm like, I started getting uncomfortable. It's like, okay, people are noticing and they're telling me that I'm putting weight on my hips. And and I just said, you know what? As long as I have a good relationship with food, yeah. as long as I'm like paying attention that my health is in check and that I'm healthy, and as long as I could you know, walk, if I, if I'm not going, you know, to the gym and stuff like that, as long as I could walk, right. you know, and I'm healthy and I could be in a place where I'm like grateful for what I have yeah. and just really pay attention, ask myself, are you eating? Cause you're hungry. Or are you eating? Cause you're unhappy. Yeah. And if the question is, you know, I'm happy and I'm healthy then I'm in a good place. I think we get caught up so much in going to the past and also worried about how people are going to see us. Yes. Like, oh shit, like I went from a medium to a large. Yeah. What are people going to say? Like, that's the girl that lost 240 pounds. Right. Shit, if she puts some weight on, what are people going to say? So it's not me being unhappy. It's me being worried about what people are going to say about me. God. And I just learned to like, you know what? I lost 240 pounds. What was the lesson? I did it for me. And I still get judged at 200 pounds that I'm still fat. So the lesson is I'm never going to make anybody happy. So if I'm never going to make anybody happy, then what do I have to do to be happy? You know what? Am I happy at 200 pounds? Yes. Do I love my curves? Yes. Is my body perfect? Hell no. Is my body ever going to be perfect? No. That's <laughs> that's just the reality of it. I have right. cellulite. I have stretch marks. I have battle scars. 
and that's just part of my journey and my curves are my curves and right. you know I have to own where I'm at so I'm just saying you're a powerful man own your shit and if you put on some weight okay so you've done that and if you absolutely are miserable with it yeah then you can always change and that's the beauty of life if you find yourself like this is way too uncomfortable for me yeah then it's about you and not what people are judging you on it's right. about you being uncomfortable then you make the choice of saying all right this is it for me then i'm going to put into perspective that i need to figure out if i can't exercise then i just need to be very very aware of the food that i'm eating right. my relationship and my focus is i i want i want there's a goal where i have to be because this is the size that makes me happy and if that's a large that's a large and if it's a number it's a number but it's about your personal happiness, not everybody else's reflection of your happiness or what it should be or what it should look like. Yeah, so well said. So two things quickly to that. First of all, the gratitude thing, which you've mentioned a number of times, can't agree enough with you on that. I do a lot of work with um, teenagers in a residential mental health and healing facility, and I'm always stressing gratitude, which I know can be tough as a teen who's going through what a lot of them are going through. Um, but, you know, that is one of the biggest transformative things I've ever experienced in my life. I was just at my primary uh, care doctor uh, two days ago and we were talking about my back. And um, I said to him, you know, if this is the worst thing I have to complain about today, I'm doing all right. You know, and and, yeah. and that is the way like I look at it. Yeah, it sucks. Like it's not fun. And um, and so, yes. The, but the other point is so like you know all those pictures were posted from the the conference we did and i caught myself like scrolling through them and just cringing not at every single one but at the majority of them and when you say it's about other people not you you you're so right um yes i can honestly say if i look at a picture of myself from you know a few months back or last year when i weighed less i just have a a less of a visceral reaction towards it but yeah yeah I'm that guy where it's like I only shared a couple of pictures from that event the ones where I'm like well people definitely see you gained weight but you don't look super fat and you know like I am big boned I'm just a bigger person but you know just like you're transparent I am too and and um and I think that's something for men especially I wish more men would um, be open about that because weight is a is a big issue for men too. They just yeah. a lot of men don't talk about it, and that's why I I have no well yeah no I don't have at this point trouble talking about it. In the beginning it was embarrassing, but now it's it's you know I try to be authentic all the time, and I think it's important for us to to talk about this and uh, both in regards to female and male bodies and. Yeah, I, I think it's so important. And I think it's also important to say, like, I, you know, grat gratitude. I always say gratitude is very important. But mm -hmm. I also, being honest with yourself. And, you know, Chris, like, if you're at a point that it's not about other people, it's just about how you feel about yourself. Right. And you love feeling like, le like less weight on your body and just the way that you look and yes. how you carry. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people have had that reaction, like, you shouldn't be saying that because it's negative and stuff like that. Right. Hold on. But if that's the way you feel, nobody can change it. And you are allowed to feel what you're feeling, whether it's good right. or bad. You're allowed to feel as long as you acknowledge it and as long as you direct it. Right. And Absolutely. I think that's the most important thing that people don't own that. Like, you got to own your shit. Like, for me, being 175, did I love how I looked at 175? Hell yeah. Did yeah. I like how I felt at 175? Hell no. Like, it's just... <laughs> 
Like it's, it just, I couldn't, like I had to be on a liquid diet to maintain that. Now at yeah. 200, I could have my goods. I'm still healthy. I'm not putting my life at risk. Right. Um, I'm curvier. Yes, I'm thicker. But you know what? Okay, that, that's, that's, that's the, there's a give and take. There's a lot of sacrifice for right. everything that you have in life. So you have to have sacrifice. You have to sacrifice one thing to have the next. Yeah. And like, that's just, that's just the way of life. So I really feel like you have to evaluate what makes you happy. Right. Um, what you have to do your relationship with food because it also like that has a lot to do. It's not just about the exercise because everybody like says, I'm going to eat healthy, eat healthy. And then like, you know, when you, you know, when you're not eating right, like, right. you know, when you slip in stuff that you don't yep. and things that you don't, cause I do it all the time. I'm like, all right, I know I shouldn't be having that, but damn, that tastes so good. Right. And, and then I, I pay attention. Like I, I monitor my weight people like think like you shouldn't, but for me, it's about, okay, I just know that I shouldn't go above this. Right. And I, and this, this number also tells me how my relationship with my food is going. Like, right. all right, girl, you could have a little bit here and there, but I know that, okay, I can't do that every day because then I'm sacrificing something else. And yeah. having said that, it, it really is about your own personal happiness and what you like and what and you have a choice. Yeah. You have a choice to stay where you're at. You have a choice to change it. Um, and this is based on nobody else's, you know, criticism or anything this is just based off of your own feeling your own spirit your own body what's your and then your body tells you your body also tells you like hey this is not a comfortable weight for me like i'm having body aches like you you know you know right. when you're like all right this is uncomfortable and for me if i hit 210 my hips start hurting yeah like if i hit 215 i need to come back down and because my body starts telling me like rosie like you're starting to put on weight it's now affecting the way that you walk it's if you know you, 10 pounds is is 10 pounds like for my yeah. body type my body type it my body starts aching and it's like all right you're i'm having a physical reaction to it this is not not emotional this is not criticism this is my body saying help you need to yeah. change some stuff and i just think being aware and being in tune with your body your body tells you what you know your body tells you it, it speaks to you you just got to be willing to listen and make the sacrifices to make the change you're right. Are but we... at the end of the day, it's personal choice, personal happiness. Let go of what other people say. This is about what you want, what you feel, and what you're willing to commit to and sacrifice to get to what you want. For sure. You're right. I, uh, The body, first of all, you nailed it. It, it has such a, a, an intelligence to it, um, not even just regarding weight and our physical well-being. But I, when I have important decisions to make, of course, I you know, need to cognitively and consciously think about them but I also take time to sit and just listen and tune into my heart and my gut because I feel like yeah. that's where my real intelligence comes from and then I use you know the neocortex to make the next right step and do what I have to do um but yeah I you know you were down to I think you said 175 my lowest low was 188 and for my bone structure um I was that was skinny for me like that's when yeah. I was wearing size medium shirts but like you said, you were on a liquid diet. I, I was pretty much like, yeah, protein shakes, fruit, yes. um, and I wasn't happy. I felt physically felt good, and you know, like, well, no, I wouldn't say physically felt good. I, I think the way I, I felt good about the way I appeared to other people, and then yeah. I leveled. I felt out. like I was like, damn. Everybody kept telling me. I don't know yeah. if you went through this, but they're like, damn, girl, you look curvy. You look good. You look so yes. thin. I, and then, like, when you've never heard that, because I was like, I was always the girl that was really fat. Yeah. And they're like, damn, girl, you're not plus size anymore. And I like started, people started telling me this and like, oh my God, you have the tiniest waist. You're snatched. Like, this yeah. and that. I was like, hey. And then I was like, shit, I hate my relationship with, I want to yes. eat. And yeah. I started becoming angry 
Like, I started napping, and then I'm like, all right, is it really worth to be this size just to get the compliments? I don't think so. Like, why am I really doing this? Like, these clothes are fabulous, but I can still look fabulous with 20 pounds on me, and I can still, like, rock it and still have, and actually have food, not be on a liquid diet. I, I mean, it got so bad that I started losing my hair. Did you go through that? Like you were just not eating the, you weren't getting the proper nutrients that you started losing hair. I started losing hair when I was 18 before any of all, any of this happened. So I was not blessed with a good gene hair. Um, so I, I don't know if I would have, um, but it, no, it didn't get to that point. Cause I been shaving my head since pretty much 18. Oh, no. For me, it was, I, I literally like, if I show you pictures, yeah. like my body, like, Everybody was complimenting my body, but from my face, I look skeletal. Oh, and I yeah. started looking sick. My yeah. mom's like, you need to eat. You're starting to look sick. Right. And then I started losing my hair. I mean, I it was just, it was, I wasn't getting the nutrients. So I was like, uh-uh, I need to eat, eat, have a good relationship with food and be healthy. Yeah. And then you start paying attention. Like, okay, am I eating because I'm like anxious and I'm like mad? Yep. Or am I eating because I'm nervous? Or am I eating because I'm thirsty? Like, you start paying attention. You're like, damn, like food has to play such an important role in your life. Like it you, does. it's so crazy. Yeah. When people ask me, um, you know, like how long have you been sober for? Uh, Cause you know, I'm, I'm not shy about being in recovery. Uh, I don't count days. And the reason I don't is that sure. I may not have had a drink or a drug in X amount of, you know, however long, but there are times and uh, it happened a couple weeks ago. Like I said, I allow myself to have treats now and then, like you know, but I'm not talking all day benders like a treat. But once in a while, I will act out with food the same exact yeah. way I did with alcohol. It, you know, they say one is too many, a thousand's never enough in twelve in step fellowships. And not that I'm advocating any form of recovery over another, but that is so true. And there will be times I will catch myself literally going back and forth to the kitchen just grabbing handfuls or bowls of whatever the same exact way I would when I drank not because I was hungry and I wasn't drinking you know socially I was alone I was drinking to avoid feelings to mask because I wasn't happy same thing I do with food so yeah I might not be doing drugs or alcohol but I'm still I have this obsessive compulsive thought disorder that's just manifesting itself with different substances. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad that, um, you know, well, I'm not so, glad. I'm sorry you were late, but, you know, yeah, it's, it's tough. yeah. Well, you know what? And for the people that are going through this, that maybe you don't have someone that you could trust that you could talk to or you just don't want to let anybody know. Yeah, um, I think one thing that you could do that when you notice that you're getting anxious and then you're going on a sweet binge or you're going on a food binge and you're going crazy, and you're just eating, you notice that and you start topping in. You know, one of the things that I noticed for me was, all right, do something different. And for me, it's like go off for a walk or do something I enjoy, go painting or pick up a hobby, like redirect your emotions and don't let them guide you to make the same mistake, whether it's alcohol, food, you know, uh, when when it comes to that, because I really like I've noticed that when I get really anxious or I have a big decision, like I start feeling like the same. And and what calms me down is like food, like literally, you know, from hand to mouth. Yeah. And just like that, that. That, and it's like high carb food. It's like, all right, I honestly like, it's like, I don't even know how to explain it. Just like this instant, like, huh, like, yeah. okay, this calms me down. Yeah. And, and what I've noticed is go for a walk, like, like really pay attention to your thoughts that are flooding through and allow your, and allow yourself to feel it because sometimes we don't want to feel those emotions and yeah. what's coming up and really ask yourself like, okay, I don't, 
like it, it's a, it's you have to be, become better at having a relationship with yourself. Right. And that's what right. I had to learn, like having a relationship and paying attention to my body and my thoughts and my mind and my heart, because you manifest what you think about all the time. Sure. Yeah. So I, I, that's something that for me. It was just like really taking in things like dancing and things that would make me smile and happy and laugh. Like I really had to change that energy around for myself. Yeah. So let's talk about that because same here, you know, I, I went from nearly dying a few times um, to having to change my life and, and learning new ways to live and find real happiness and, you know, not depend on certain things. And like I said, I'm human. I still fall back. You know, you said the same thing. We, yeah. we, we still fuck up. It's just the part of the game, you know, part of this deal of being human. Um, but so I totally get that. And uh, I found lots of ways um, and new things that I, you know, like I said, running and all sorts of other things. A big part of it for me was meditation and becoming more intimate with myself and as well as therapy and um, really going deep, especially trauma based therapy yeah. has helped me get to the root of a lot of these issues. But regarding like, you know, changing behaviors, finding healthier alternatives, things that you enjoy. Cause you know, like for example, there's the classic, Oh, it's January. I'm going to join the gym. I want to lose weight. And then, you know, a few weeks later, you don't... February, February comes around and you're yeah. like, ah, screw that. It's yes. too much work. Yeah. The, you, know you, what? you don't have the instant I... gratification. So yeah. How, yeah. how did you do it? What, what do you recommend? Like what kind of changes can people make? How can they do it so that it'll stick and last? Well, you know, one of the things that I did was put images, mm. images of what I wanted to look like, okay. what I what I wanted my surroundings to feel like, what I wanted to accomplish. Yeah. Because every single time that I didn't feel motivated to go to the gym or go walking, um, I would look at that and it's like, how bad do I want that? It's like, Rosie, how bad do you want it? Do you really want that? Yeah. Then get your ass out, like get up and do it. And that's part of parenting yourself. I think like once you get to a certain age, your parents are no longer involved. They're not parenting. You have to learn to parent yourself and push yourself to do the things that you don't want in order to get that success that not everybody has. Yeah. And another thing that I learned along the way is that, shit, I do not want to live in a gym. Yes. Like, I'm just not a gym rat. To yeah. those that you guys that you are, like, congrats. That's amazing that you have that <laughs> much discipline. But I've noticed for the people that don't love the gym, there's alternatives. There's dancing. There's walking at the park. Yeah. Um, there's bike riding. Find things that make you happy and that don't feel like that they don't make you feel like you're working out. I yeah. mean, like for me, getting on a bike after losing so much weight, that for me was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, going to the park and walking, um, taking dance classes, that for me was so much fun. Like literally, I was not counting the minutes because I would go to the gym and hop on a treadmill and oh, I was like, shit. Brutal. I'm brutal. Hold on. I'd cover it with a towel. Like, did you do that? <laughs> cover the numbers with a towel. And then I'd peep at it. I'm like, shit, I'm at 449. Yeah. I still have 30 more minutes to go, 35 more minutes to go. That for me, like, it just, and I was like, all right, this for me is not working out. And yeah. then I started figuring out, okay, let me join the boot camp. And boot camp for me was so fun because it was constant. Like, every minute there was something switching out. And just the friends that I made and connection, it just started, it was more relationship-based. So it's about finding things that help you accomplish your goal that are fun along the way that you enjoy. Yeah. And if gym's not for you, then it's not for you. But there's other ways to lose weight. That's not the only avenue. There's different ways to get to your goal yeah. more than just one. Yeah. And I think really looking at wh what's the vision? Why are you doing what you're doing? Sure. And creating, having friends around you that are going to support you, that people that are going to call you out on your shit. Right. You need that in life. Like you just need that. Like I remember my mom's like, all right, 
You haven't been to the gym for two days. What are you going to do? Go walk. Like, right. Rosie, you really want this. You've been saying, like, you're committed. You got to, if you're going to get anywhere, you got to learn to follow through. Yeah. And absolutely. anybody that knows anything about success, you got to follow through. It's what you do when nobody's watching that creates success. It's the discipline, the habits, the vision, um, the honesty, the integrity behind what you're doing. Um, that creates a success. And if you're going to do something at the end of the day, whatever it is, whether it's business, relationships, your health, um, parenting, your business, it has to be from a personal place. Like this is that what you want, not this is something you're creating because someone else wants it for you. Right. So well said. That's why last night when you texted me, I knew you had a busy day. You mentioned it was 830 your time, 1130 mine. My fiance is asleep and I'm still in the living room working, you know, and it's like, yeah, that's just like you said, some it ebbs and flows. But sometimes not sometimes it, you know, you have to go that extra mile in order to do things that others don't do. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it, like it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> three, yeah. Bo- three books majorly published interviews on all kinds of big shows and People see my books and stars and they're like, oh, you're so successful. I'm like, ah, joke's on you. No, uh, yeah. not at all. But it, it does. It takes so much time and effort. But And not just regards to weight, just life, you know, putting in that extra effort. But um, I think that once you get in that habit, it's it's like, uh, you know, not to get all neuroscience-y, but, you know, we create those new neural pathways and yeah. I forgot exactly how long it takes. But, you know, if anyone's interested, uh, there's a great guy named Joe Dispenza who's written some books on this or just Google it. But, you know, the more you do something, it's like you're creating a new trail in the forest. And that old trail you used to walk on, the weeds grow over it. Not that it's gone because we can return to that. But, you know, we're creating the new trail and the new behaviors and it becomes easier with time, as you know. Um yeah. So. And, and people need to remind themselves it takes, you know, just to break a small habit, it takes 21 days. Dang. I mean, Ooh. you've got to commit to a personal like goal, but it takes 21 days straight. Wow. Three weeks to really break that goal. And it takes 90 days to establish a new one. Yeah. I didn't so see. So it's 2190 uh. rules. So if, if you guys are listening, be patient, especially if you're coming from a place that you've never done this before. Do it 21 days straight. Push yourself. Yeah. Like really push yourself. No excuses regardless of the time where you're at. 21 days to break a habit. And you'll start seeing eventually you keep going. You keep that going. By 90th day, you'll have a new habit established. Yeah. And you really have to like nobody's going to do the work for you. Right. Um, and and document it. Like document it. Share that because that's an inspiration to so many. It doesn't matter how big or how small document 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 share it with the world because you never know whose life you're going to touch you never know who you're going to inspire you never know where you're going to have a breakthrough and it teaches you so much about yourself and what you're capable of you will be surprised with the shit that you could create like true, seriously because i remember like i was like how am i going to lose 50 pounds let alone 200 pounds yeah. that was my mentality how am i going to get on national television and like create the goal of becoming a host when nobody believes in me like well, how do i turn that around right. and it's it's crazy when you say I'm going to do this. I don't universe. I don't know how it's going to happen. Yeah. But I'm just letting you know I'm ready. I'm receptive. I'm I'm a student. Please bring the teachers. I'm going to start educating myself. I'm going to YouTube it. I'm going to knock on doors. I don't care how many no's I get. I'm that hungry that I'm going to make this happen. I don't know how long, but just guide me. That's all I ask. Yeah. Guide show me and I'm willing to do the work and shit will happen. Like literally things will start moving in such a beautiful way. The right people will come into your life but always come from a place of gratitude and an open heart and also 
a heart that's humble, you're willing to listen to yes. constructive criticism in order to grow and become better because you know what? We're always a student. And even when you get to the next level, you still don't know everything. Oh yeah. And if it's when the teachers that say they do, that's when I get really nervous and I tell people run the other way because everyone's yeah. still learning. Um, yeah. But yeah, that you know, you're sorry. And that reminded me of, of before my first book got published, I was at just coming out of a, a rehab about 10 years ago, a very rock bottom, had to move in with my parents in my early 30s, like, you know, lost my car, had to file for unemployment, literally, you know, and I've always even being um, having addiction, I uh, always had a strong work ethic. But I said almost verbatim what you did, you know, I said, uh, you know, some people call it God, whatever, there's many words for this universal intelligence. So I just, you know, said this intention that, you know, I'm still alive. I've lost so many friends. I don't know why I'm spared and they're not, but I'm here. And I, you know, I just it, like, I want to be the faucet through which your water flows. So use me as you will. I, and, and I didn't say that in an ego way. It was like, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do. And then through a series of strange events, um, I get, you know, introduced to a literary agent from a New York Times bestselling author. I wasn't even looking to sell a book or write a book. You know, I, I still have a hard time calling myself a writer with three books out because I didn't even finish my associate's degree in college. I never took a writing course to this day. But here I am, three books majorly published. Simon Schuster just did my last one. And I'm not saying that as a bragging thing. It's just to say anything's possible like you know this yeah. this weirdo punk rock kid with simon schuster publishing it and speaking it to thousands of people at these major conferences that i have never once asked to speak at everyone i've been invited to that to me is just continuous signs of like you said make yourself available you know have the intention yeah. and if you're showing up for yourself life will show up for you the universe yeah yeah absolutely I absolutely, and then putting the intention, I think clarity, speaking clarity yeah. into your intention, like really understanding what is it that you want to do and think big, mm. think huge, think like what you think is impossible. Like for me, I believe in God, like I, for everything, you know, the, the impossible for, for me is the possible for him. Sure. So I'm just saying if you really are willing to do the work and, and show up and, and learn and expand and, and connect and come from a place of service because so much. Like when things aren't happening, like you got to check yourself. Like, is this ego based? Am I doing this because I want to be uplifted yeah. or is this a service space? And trust me, when it's service based and when you're really wanting to help and connect and pay it forward for others, the doors open so much quicker, so much higher with so much more intention and value to what you're doing. And then there's this connection. There's this compassionate connection that happens yeah. when you walk in your authenticity that it's just. It's just crazy. The people that you start learning, the impact that you create, but also being authentic in your own story and walking how just everything starts to shift and like it just becomes so much easier it's not as heavy to open up your mouth and say i failed i've grown i'm ready i'm a student and success is mine and it's just people might look at you in some way but you just start learning that those negative thoughts or those smiles or those smirks or the negative comments have nothing to do with you and you got to right. keep walking your own authenticity and at some point you know you will impact the right people. You will connect with the right people and your story will be told. And not only that, you never know how people get inspired to create their own story. And then there it's a domino effect where they will go yes. out and create more impact. And that's what life is about. Perfect. And, and I tell people that all the time. You have no idea the ripples. Something is like 
paying for the person's coffee behind you or the, the person uh, in the toll behind you or holding a door for someone or just giving a stranger a smile, you have no idea the ripple effects that that can potentially have. You know, maybe someone was having a bad day and that completely turned it around for them. And then they're going and doing something nice for someone else. And, and you never know. And maybe that doesn't happen. You know, maybe sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But um, I love that. And, and that's why I try just to, for myself, you know, service, as you've mentioned, has been huge. And, and I, you know, it's not always completely altruistic. I have bills to pay. I have things I have to do. Yeah. Um, I have very bad boundaries and something I'm working on. But in my heart of hearts, it has always been with the intention of serving and helping others on their healing journey, meeting them where they're at, sharing what I've learned, being very transparent that I am far from perfect and I'm still <laughs> learning and I'm still dropping the ball. But it's always from that heart center where, you know, it's sincerity. So um, thank you for saying that, because I really I that's what I attribute it to. When people say, how did you get the books done? How do you speak at these events? Especially when I wasn't looking for it, that's that's the answer I give. It's that I just you know what from the heart. Yeah, you know what? Another thing, Chris, I think something that you brought up is that it's coming from the heart. I think it's so important. Like everybody has, like you have the potential to do so many things, right, Chris? Yeah, like you've been yeah. told throughout your life, like you could do this, you could you know, go to school and do this and this and this and this, and yet you're not living to your fullest potential, but you're living to your fullest purpose. And if people would understand the importance of living to your fullest purpose, it's so much bigger and grander um, than living to your fullest potential. Because I see a lot of people that are living to their fullest potential, but they're so unhappy. So Might break, be successful, yeah. but they're so unhappy. And their fullest potential is to please their parents, is to prove someone wrong, rather than to live to their fullest purpose when they're in alignment with what they were meant to be, what they were born, their assignment that they were brought to this world to do. There's yeah. a big difference in the quality of life that you live and the way you flow and what you attract. And when we were texting last night, you had mentioned that. And I remember reading those words and being, I just stopped for a minute and I was like, whoa, cause I, I've never thought of living life like that. Um, so can, I know you just gave a really quick kind of uh, overview of that, but can you really break down the difference of living, you know, to our fullest purpose instead of, potential what what the two look like you know and again so yeah. so i don't i don't know if you ever grew up like my my for me you know i'm blessed that my parents have been very supportive of everything that i've ever yes. wanted to do like i have the potential to go to law school and um you know really do you know different things whether it was become a doctor go to law school um just become a business owner and and and, and do that and i i held i own several businesses yeah. like i own several businesses and it was very stressful i was successful at it but it was very successful there was always a part of me that i was unhappy i felt like this is it yeah and sometimes when you question yourself that you're like okay i have all the success but i'm not happy yeah. like is this it like this is it and have you heard of the stories of people that take pay cuts like they're they have this you know a half a million dollar job and then they go go down to making a hundred thousand a year and then like but I'm so much happier. Yeah. What does it really mean to be happy for you? And when, when you are working on purpose in alignment, there's a sense of service. There's a sense of gratitude that you are motivated by your purpose to keep going. Nobody's going to stop you. There's a hunger, there's fire inside of you to keep going. And it's connecting different human beings by what you bring your special purpose, your special quality, your special talent to this world. And that is what opens the doors for you 
It was writing your books, sharing your story. That is your purpose to be able to share, connect and heal with other people. You're healing along the way, but you're helping other people. And that's why the opportunities come to you because people are inviting you to speak about this. There's purpose to what you're doing. Now, could you go the other way and have gone to school and done a whole bunch of stuff like, you know, go a different route. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. that's living to your fullest potential and you could be successful, but you're going to be unhappy living to your fullest purposes. You're doing good to, for, for humanity. At the same time, you're attracting success into your life, but with a sense of happiness and gratitude and you're leaving your footprint in this world, leaving it better than what you found it. Yeah. Wow. So beautifully said. And you know, somebody asked me a question on an interview the other day. Uh, what is my, like, I feel my greatest life accomplishment is. And and I think originally my answer was just the fact that I'm still alive, you know, and, and have had the discipline and determination and luck to, to make it. But then I thought about it. It's like, you know, even if I die tonight, I hope I don't. But um, I've been fortunate enough. I have been gifted the opportunity to write books and give interviews that are out on the Internet and speak at conferences that you can see on YouTube and as have you, Rosie, that will be there long past we're you know we're gone our physical selves are gone as long as we don't blow up ourselves up you know with the you know political state we're in not to go that direction but and and global uh you know the climate just hoping that we figure things out you know there there will be a footprint left like you said and and the fact that you and i and so many other people have done things and that doesn't mean just writing a book or being a public figure just you know a lot of people go completely unrecognized in the public eye that are doing so much service work that even their work will last you know well beyond uh, the, their expiration date so um you know yeah. respect to everyone out there that's helping others and and doing the best they can for themselves absolutely no no absolutely and you know one thing i think one thing that stuck was something that i read about steve jobs and he talked about living you know to your highest purpose and it was about you know understanding that you have a limited time on this earth yeah and not waste it live trying to live someone else's dream Uh, someone else's life and when he he said that like it blew me like when i read that it blew me away you know, don't let the noise of other people's opinions like drown in your own inner voice. Yeah. The most important thing that you could do is just have the courage to follow your heart and your intuition and know that by living your best life and loving others and sharing your dreams and your purpose and your talents, that is you living on purpose and it is felt, it is seen and it leaves a mark. You know, everything else, like other people's opinions, it's secondary. Right. It's about knowing what you are here to do. And knowing that you're living your dream, not someone else's dream. Yeah, absolutely. So well said. And I know something that you're big on is saying yes to life. And so, you know, my question to you about that is here's someone, as I said earlier, that has terrible boundaries. And that is part of the reason why sometimes I'm up like till midnight, one, two in the morning, because um, I, I have a hard time saying no and not just to life, but to people. And I know there's a difference there. But can you talk about? saying yes to the invitations that life gives us. And, and that can be scary for people because, you know, we're comfortable in our routines and we fear change yet. The only constant in life is change. So, um, I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about that. And, and for those that are uh, a bit apprehensive about saying yes to opportunities that come up that, you know, intuitively they know could be good for them on whatever level, um, but are just, too afraid to go for it what 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 are your thoughts on that my thing 
is I think people aren't saying enough yes to their own life. They're saying yes to everybody else because yeah, they're afraid to me, say no. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> learn, you know, it's okay to say no. Yeah. Part of saying no is, is is part of being happy as well of like saying like, I'm not, I, I don't want to do that. Like be authentic and be you, own your shit and be willing to piss people off. Because if you're not willing to piss, piss people off along the way, you're going to always try to please them. And that in itself is miserable as hell. I'm telling you because I went through that. I didn't know how to say no. Yeah. Um, and then I felt overwhelmed and stressed. And I was like, I'm taking way too much. And I'm really only, do I don't feel like doing this. I'm only doing it because I want them to be happy. And I want them to like me. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a big thing for me. Like, it was really about, like, people liking me and not thinking that, like, you know, why, you know, why, I really had to think, why, why did I say yes if I like in me, it's like you could hear the voice in your head. No, 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 no. I don't want to do this. I, I don't want to be there. I don't want to like, I just don't want to be a part of this. It's not true to my values. So one of the things that I say is say yes, if it goes along with your values, like what are your values? If it goes along with your values, then it's going to be better for everyone. If it goes right. against your values, you got to learn to say hell no. Mm. And then saying yes to things that make you happy. Like you need to think about that because a lot of us, We'll say no to things that make us feel happy. Why? Because we think that we're being um, not immature, but selfish. And right. I'm, you know, being a mom and and getting remarried again. Like I can tell you all the criticisms that I got for get, just getting married and making that decision of getting married. Like you know, from the exterior, people were like, "If you're crazy, you've been married one too many times. Why don't you like not get married and stop being <laughs> selfish?" And and it's like, hold on. Like I feel like I want to get married. I'm committed to doing this. I finally found someone with the same values. Does, do are, are our values the same? Are we going in the same direction? Um, do our kids, you know, you know, love, do the, the kids love and accept the relationship? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I'm going to say yes, regardless of the criticisms, because it could have been easy to say, I'm not doing that because everybody else wants me not to do it. So it's knowing, knowing when to say yes, why you're saying yes. Does it go with your values and learn that saying no is part of happiness as well. Like it's, there's, you know, there's a magic that's, that comes with saying yes to the things that make you happy. And there's also a magic to saying things to know when you authentically, like in your spirit, do not want to do it. Pay attention to your intuition. It will guide you in the best possible way. You do not want to block a miracle or a blessing by saying yes to the wrong person and no to the wrong, you know, to the place where you're not supposed to be. And so many times, like you will be guided, like you have to believe and really connect with your intuition and figure that, figure that out. And if you start paying attention, like when you don't want to do something, like there's just something inside of you that's like telling you, no, 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 that inner voice, yeah. listen to it. And then when you really want to do something, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm a little bit uncomfortable. Like, I really want to try this. Like for me, it was like, I really want to go bungee jumping, but I'm like, but I'm fearful of heights. You know what? I have to get out of my comfort zone and try this for once and do something crazy and spontaneous because on the other side of that fear, there's growth. So when is it fear creeping up? And that's the moment when you start, you start negotiating with yourself. You're going back and forth. Okay, I really want to do that. But if I do this, what's going to happen? No, but you know what? This is going to be an awesome experience. I think I could grow. All right, but looking down, I'm going to be crazy scared. Like when you start playing that game, it's like for me, when I start going back and forth, okay, what am I really scared of? What is it? And it was the fear of heights. Just do it, Rosie. Just do it. Just go with it. And for me, it really has taught me to get uncomfortable. And that's, I guess, where we find like our greatest strength is that. And and in a different sense, that's what I tell a lot of, again, the teens, but adults I work with, too. But the teens is especially is 
one thing I wish I had known earlier on in my own healing journey was how important it is uh, to be willing to get uncomfortable, whether it is in regards to trying things like in life, like heights that you're afraid of, or if it's going inside and looking at stuff that's there that perhaps you have blocked, you know, put into your unconscious, you know, the things that are fueling our self-destructive behaviors. Um, and so, you know, I think it, they're both, you know, two sides of the same coin, because at the end of the day, when we're confronting that uncomfortableness, uh, yeah. that's, that's how we're growing. You know, we're facing, yeah. there's a saying I love, and I share it all the time. The only way out is through. And yeah, I, I, I adore that. You know what? And I think people need to take perspective. I think people don't take enough perspective. We think that we're going to live forever. Mm. Like really take perspective. You're not here forever. Yeah. Your time is limited on this earth. So instead of asking like, why should I be doing this? Why the hell not? Yeah. Like, what can it, is this door going to be as something for a new opportunity? Is there growth there? Is there a new experience? Is there something I can learn about myself? Then why not do it? Or is this going to be taken away from me? Like, is this taking away from my dreams and my you know, aspirations is this really adding value to other people. And if it's not, then, and there's no growth there, then I've learned, I'm, I'm just going to say no, like, I'm not going to participate. Like, if there's no stretching, and it's not going to attract positivity, and it's not going to create impact, and it's not going to give me a richer, fuller, more vibrant life, then I've learned to say no, and just let those opportunities, like, not every opportunity is the best opportunity for you. And I think of if course, people really yes. understood that, like, you know, there'd be a different perspective to that. And when you say yes to life, you also need to understand that when you really evaluate your body, it'll tell you it'll feel good and it'll lead to more open doors. Yeah. It won't close doors. It'll open doors. You know, Rosie, you are, uh, I would use the word inspiration, um, but it's so much more than that. You know, you, uh, first of all, I'm so glad that I got to spend time with you in person because your energy and just your, you as a human being are so incredible. The work you're doing is amazing. This conversation alone, um, for listeners, I was saying to Rosie before we got on, um, I've had a pretty gnarly headache all day. My sinuses are acting up. So, you know, it's been a rough day. And I said, I just, I have this feeling by the time we finish our conversation, that's going to be completely different. And I've got to tell you, it really is. Like, you are such an amazing force in this world. Um, I can't you know, tell you how much I respect you enough. And I, before we end, I, I know we mentioned your website, rosiemercado.com, which again will be linked on the Be Here Now uh, website. But tell us what you're doing, which I know is a lot, but is there a few main, you know, TV shows or, or we mentioned the book? Um, what are what are some, some main things that you can leave our audience with that? Um, well, yeah. we wrapped up the season. So season, you know, the season of Face the Truth, that's over. So that was a fantastic run. It gave, taught me so much as a life coach yep. and just really connecting with human beings. The next part, the next chapter of my life is launching this book with Harper Collins, which I'm so excited. The yeah. girl with the self-esteem issues. I'm excited about, you know, going and being, you know, a guest speaker, keynote speaker for several events, which has been amazing to just be able to stand up and share the story and connect with so many people that have gone through so many, like that sense of compassion and connection for me is huge. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me appreciate my journey and everything, the good and the bad that has come with it. Yeah. And then also I have my life coaching, you know, I have my, my six week class that's coming up, you know, in October. So if you want to transform your life and you just really want to create change in your life and just, you know, ask, ask the right questions and, and really start building on your dreams, not, not on everybody else's dreams, but your own dreams and, and just really create that transformation within your life. I have my six week class that's coming up, which I'm so excited. It'll be live. And 
I get to work with some amazing human beings and, and it's nice to be a witness to other people's journeys and see their transformation and their aha moments and the things that they never thought that they were capable to be on that journey with them and walk hand by hand. So that's, that's a beautiful thing that has, you know, happened. And, you know, I have some projects that are underway that I'm excited. I was in part of a film with Eric Roberts and that's going to be launching at the beginning of the year. So it's been, it's been, yeah, it's been an exciting, like it's been an exciting year, you know, um, all the travel that's coming up. It's just, I'm just, I'm the universe. I'm ready. I'm constantly (laughs) a student. I'm, I'm ready for what's next. And you know what? My biggest prayer, my daily prayers, Use me, use me, use me, use me, and let me live my purpose. Same here. And I I don't think there could be a better way to end this conversation. So just to verify, though, everything you mentioned, that course, um, the book, we can find all of that at your website, Rosie Mercado, your appearances, everything, correct? Yes. Great. And I'm sure your social medias are linked there as well. Yes. Love it. Well, Rosie, like I said, what a real pleasure it was having this chat with you. I know you are so busy, so I thank you for taking this hour out of your time, and uh, I know it will benefit listeners uh, greatly. So thank you for not just that, but all the work you're doing in the world. It's needed, and uh, you have my utmost respect and gratitude. Oh, thank you so much, Chris. God bless you. Stay on that journey. Boy, love yourself. Love your body. Please represent for all the men that are out there that aren't willing to talk about body issues or body stigma and just different things. And I just love how authentic you are about what you feel. And remember, you are allowed to feel whatever you want to feel. But remember, you are in control of your emotions. And if you don't like something, you can change it in whatever whatever way that you want. But remember, it is about your dream. It is about what your happiness means to you. Ladies and gentlemen, Rosie Mercado. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Time can feel like it's in short supply. Between work, family, and friends, there's very little time left just for you. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? What's important to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It's a great way to increase self-awareness, build a greater sense of purpose, deal with overthinking, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Be Here Now today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Be Here Now.